Welcome, everyone, to episode 121 of the Greg's World podcast, an episode that should have been released a week ago. And I want to apologize to the people that listen to this religiously each week. Maybe it's a part of your routine. I know what that's like because I have a podcast that I listen to that's like that. And when they don't put an episode out, it really sucks. And I'm so sorry. But last week was Easter. It was also spring break, which is going to be most of the topics in this. I want to talk about that a little bit. Uh, But being that we had been traveling and got home on Saturday evening and then Sunday was Easter, I just literally had no time to record this. But you know what they say about excuses. They're just never mind. You, you look it up. You find out what excuses are like and why everyone has one. Uh, but yeah, this week was really great. It was a little bit of a preview of what's to come here in about eight weeks or so. Once Clark Mann's out of school and once Mrs. Uh, Brickitect slash Cody slash whatever she's called on this channel. Oh, man, it's it's this transition from Missing Pieces to... Greg's World Podcast, it's still getting me a little bit. In fact, I almost introduced this as Missing Pieces, but most of you guys know. Uh, This week was great because it was spring break. We always have our spring break a little bit later than some people, it seems, because when I talk about it, everyone's like, what? I had my spring break in March. Ours is always the few days leading up to Easter. Then you have Easter weekend, and then you have a few days after. So today I'm recording this on Thursday, April 21st at 11.34 a.m., and this so happens to be Clark Mann's first day back to school. For just a little stint, we get through April, we get through May and just a little touch of June, and then we get to experience just like a solid, I guess it's only like two months, two and a half months of just like all being together and enjoying it. And I love that time of the year so much because it's the time when we we really get to embrace everything that I want in life. We just, it's all condensed down into that summertime. But we did have a week. We had a little taste of it. It started last week on Wednesday. And that day was fun because I actually was planning to do a Walmart run because I needed to get some things a week before that when I took Roxy to PetSmart. But I was like, you know what? Clark man loves to go shopping. So I'll hold this off and he'll come with me. And we had a great time. It was such a fantastic day. It's like one of those days that it just felt like as I was experiencing it, it's one of those days I'm going to remember. And it definitely helps having the having it recorded that really helps your memory if you guys are feeling like you're going to forget everything in your life or if you just don't want to have to store everything up there in your brain do a couple things start a journal that would be a great way to do it or just start making videos and sharing them online with people because you never know someone might actually like seeing what your boring life is like talking to you a person listening to this right now Uh, we went to walmart that day and we did a little bit of toy shopping it was kind of wild because like i had I was just recording us going through like the Hot Wheels and action figures and stuff like that. And by the time I stopped recording on my phone, I had like a 17-minute clip. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's going to be 17 minutes of us looking through toys, which to me, I see nothing wrong with. I would love to watch someone go through a toy section for 17 minutes because it's fun. I mean, I think it's – I always wonder why these Walmart videos do so well or McDonald's videos. They seem to be like the thing. Like if Clark and I go out to eat and go – to Walmart or do both in the same video, they do extraordinarily well. And I think it's maybe because it's something that a lot of people can relate to. It's like, oh, I've been to those places. Oh, I have a Walmart. What's your Walmart? What's your place like? Because I know what that's like. And um, yeah, it's just the videos do well and it's, it's fun. It's like, dude, I'll do this all the time. If you guys like watching it, I like making it. Let's just make this a thing. It's great when those things, when the planets align or whatever, it, it, it feels amazing. So uh, if I can finance my way into going shopping at at Walmart and going out to eat and stuff, I'm I'm all about that life, right? Like who wouldn't? Uh, it feels, it's so awesome though. And I just, I'm just such a lucky dude in like a lot of ways. I'm not bragging just like letting you know that I'm appreciative of these things. Speaking of appreciating things, after we went to Walmart that day and did our 17-minute toy shopping video, I also recorded (laughs) like an eight-minute video of us just going through the Lego aisle, giving a tour of that, which I put out. And that video did well, too. It was just like like the double banger. Uh, To add to the triple banger of, of the day, we ended up going to a restaurant that's been in our area forever that we just have never gone to, mostly because it's kind of out of the way. Uh, But that restaurant is Cracker Barrel. Mrs. Brickitect and or Cody, whatever she's known as in in this circle, she had been there years ago. Like I think she went with her mom or somebody and she wasn't like a big fan of it. So as a result of that, we just never went. But I was like, you know, we should try it. Clark and I, uh, we're up for anything, right? Like we'll try some foods. That's what we do. In fact, we actually made a video not too long ago where we tried some very delicious foods from Thailand, which the company, they loved the video. The one where we tried all the spicy foods and Clark Man was running for the water. They loved the video. And I was like, hey, if you guys want to make this a thing, let's let's do this every month. And they're like, 
that's awesome. You know, they're getting a free ad. We're getting like uh, free snacks to try. Again, it's another situation where it's just like a win, 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 win. I love it when those things, I love it when a plan comes together. I love it when things like that come together. But we ended up going to Cracker Barrel, tried it for ourselves just to see, just to see how good it is. And it was actually pretty good. I got some Southern fried chicken, which had like some type of uh, white gravy on it. Rather gelatinous, not quite enough for my taste, but it was pretty good. Uh, mashed potatoes with that. Smaller serving size and like these apples on the side, like a, a fried apple. Almost like if you scooped out the inside of an apple pie, this is what you'd come out with. Clark Mann, of course, got chicken tenders because if there's one thing you can guarantee of Clark Mann, if he goes to a restaurant, he'll get one of two things. Chicken tenders or macaroni and cheese. If you have a kid, they're probably exactly like that, which is why you find those two items on every single menu <laughs> that you could ever go to ever in, uh, in restauranting. So we, uh, we enjoyed it thoroughly and, uh, the price was incredibly low. It was like $22 for Clark and I to eat there. And I compared it in the video. I, I mentioned McDonald's. Like we go to McDonald's, we both get a meal. It's like 18 bucks. And this was a sit down restaurant. We got like, you know, full servings and all this stuff. And it was like, it was a nice experience. So I would go back there again. Clark loved it. He gave it a 10 out of 10, which uh, was a surprise to no one, I'm sure. On the way out, you end up going through this restaurant. It's like a, it's almost like a store that you have to walk through <laughs> to get into the restaurant. I, at first, when we came in, I thought I was at the wrong place. And, um, I was, I was going out, I was waiting in line to check out and I saw that they had some basketball cards there and I was like, Hmm, it's been so long since I've opened some cards. It was a part of my childhood. I should probably do an episode where I talk about that. I feel like I've talked about it somewhere, probably on a live stream or something. It's so hard to keep track of these things, but I want to talk about my childhood love for sports cards and what kind of ruined that spoiler alert. It was the money side of things. Money ruins everything. Maybe I talked about it here. Let me know if you want to hear that story next week, leave it as a comment and I'll talk, I'll talk all about my history with sports cards, but I got a pack of NBA hoops, basketball cards. It was like $10. I didn't really get anything good. I got a one $7 card. So I could like sell that card and then come back in and buy another $10 and just keep rolling it. But it wasn't any great pulls. I didn't film it or anything. I should have filmed that. I, there was somebody that commented they'd like to see me do cards like that, sports cards. And that'd be fun to do, too. If we, if I can make enough money to cover the, the cost of the cards and opening them, because it's, it's, it's a dangerous thing to get into, my friends. When you start getting into sports cards and you're like, ooh, I'll just buy a pack. And then, you know, things go well. You're like, ooh, I'll get another pack. Or things don't go well, you get another pack. It's gambling. It's the lottery. It's just like that. You just don't know what you're going to get and you're gambling money on it. And I have an addictive personality. So me getting into the world of sports cards is a dangerous one. But if I could set like a limit and if I could finance it, I would, I would give it a shot. Plus, it'd be fun to try to hear me read all these people's names. I think that would probably be worth the price of admission alone if you were to watch it. Uh, but that was a fun day. It rained as we came home, but man, it was it was so good. And if you, you probably saw the video already, and I didn't really want to make this podcast a thing where I'm just recapping videos that you saw. This isn't like the director's cut where you sit down and turn the video on and then I'm in the background telling you all of the things that went into making it. I don't really want that to be what this to be that. I want this podcast to be more of like a Here's some interesting thoughts that I had this week. Here's some something that you didn't see. Here's here's this. You know, I, I have that. Uh, I just don't do a great job of documenting it. So this week, we're just going to talk about spring break and how much I loved it and all the things we did, which uh, the next day was another great day. We went through all the Hot Wheels that we got at that yard sale, and that made a pretty baller video. We also did a live stream, a very rare Greg's World live stream, and people loved it. I just looked at the views. It's like 12,000 views on this live stream, and it was us just like looking at all the Hot Wheels that we had pulled and made a video about. And then Clark started singing some songs, which, you know, as a singer, we're going to be doing some listener feedback here. And I'll explain why that could be important uh, going forward uh, based on something I talked about last week. Uh, but we did that, had a great time. Everyone seemed to enjoy that. And then after that, we went to see the movie Sonic 2, which is a fantastic movie. I think you have to be in the right market for it. I'm an old school Sonic the Hedgehog fan. Clark Mann is as well more new school, but he loves the old school too. And we went to see this and it was everything you'd want in a Sonic movie. It had Sonic, Tails, Robotnik, Roxy Bear. Roxy's right behind me making all kinds of noises. You can see your little head down here, unless you're listening to this and you can't. But if you want to, uh, if I could describe it for you, there is a, uh, 
There's a dark chocolate lab on my gray carpeting. She has a light bluish collar on, and she's laying here making all kinds of like licking and, and bite sounds in the background that you probably can't even hear. <laughs> I make so many videos where I'm like, oh, sorry about that sound, or man, my neighbor's doing this or whatever. And then I go back and I listen to the audio from it and no one can hear it but me. So I should just ignore all these things because this microphone only picks up so much. Oh gosh, that's a, like a side note. I was looking at, this is very conversational if you haven't noticed. I was looking at microphones this morning. It's a dangerous thing. It's almost as dangerous as sports cards. I was like, what are all this? What are all the Twitch streamers using in the world of uh, broadcasting? And it turns out this isn't the microphone that most are using, although some are. But like, if you were to go into the world of microphones that are professional ones, it's like four hundred dollars for the microphone. There's like a hundred dollar adapter thing that it goes into to boost the levels. Then there's like a mixer that that goes into, and they can be like five hundred dollars. I'm like, you know what? The microphone that I bought years ago and is is basically paid for and free is just fine. I haven't had anyone say, like, your audio sucks. I don't want to listen to your podcast. I don't like your gaming streams. And I don't think spending $1,000 on uh, an upgrade would be worth what I'm spending on it. Like, it's just it, the value isn't there, you know? It's almost like if you had uh, if you had a car that gets you from A to B and, you know, in, in style, right? Like, it's it's good. It's a good car. You could get a Lamborghini and do the same thing in it. You could go to the grocery store in the Lamborghini. Fine. That's great. But is it worth it? Is it worth the expense? And I need to silence my phone too. You guys on Discord need to just just chill a little bit, okay? Just chill. So that's why I'm using this microphone, unrelated to anything else that we were talking about. Sonic 2. Back on topic here. It's everything you'd want in a Sonic movie. It has a great storyline. Jim Carrey is Robotnik. So good. Uh... Can I say that Knuckles is in this? I don't think that is a spoiler. Uh, he's another character from the world of Sonic. And it was just great seeing this all come together. And there was some humor in it. I felt like it was good for kids. It was good for parents. There's like a, a real person side of this as well that's not just Sonic. And it just works. And I was happy to go see that. That was actually Clark Mann's first time at the movie since 2019 when we watched The Lion King, the live-action Lion King. There was this thing that happened in 2020 that made it very difficult, or maybe not difficult, but like kind of sketchy to go to the movie theaters uh, called COVID. And, you know, we played it safe throughout the whole COVID thing. And, I, you know, I'm, I'm a little, still a little bitter about all this. Like we were model citizens for the most part. You know, we wore masks. We did all of the stuff that you're supposed to do. We stayed out of family gatherings. We stayed out of uh, movie theaters, for example. We did all of this stuff. We got vaccinated. And then... They got COVID. I don't, I tested negative, but I'm, I don't know how that's possible, but Cody got it. Clark got it even after doing all this stuff and they were just fine. Maybe because, you know, because Clark is young, Cody is vaccinated. I don't know. I don't want to get into all that. Cause I feel like this is going to bring all the crazies out again. But, um, you know, we skipped out on a lot of stuff. We didn't do like anything in 2020, 2021. We had like a lucky streak in the middle of the year and then things got worse again. And now it feels like it's good again, but it might be getting worse. And it's like, can we just chill with this? Can we just like, let's, can we just go back to normal, whatever normal is, if normal even exists anymore? Can we do that? Uh, so as a result of that, we didn't really hit the movie theaters up. Not the most ideal place to go during a pandemic. Uh, but it, it feels like, maybe even the, the data really doesn't even show it, but it feels like, okay, we're just kind of over it. I think everyone's kind of over it and we're all kind of going back to our normal lives at this point, regardless of what's happening. So we went to the movie theater and it was nice. It was nice having that experience with Clark, man. I had gone a few times recently with my buddy. I'd been rekindling uh, an old friendship that I had from uh, like high school and he's a movie, movie dude and I'm into movies. So like we, we, I pick him up, we go to the movies, we watch it, we chat on the way there, on the way out. And it's, it's a nice experience. We watch a lot of Marvel movies and stuff. Occasionally uh, DC movies, which uh, I should, I watched the Batman. We watched this on HBO Max because it was so close to coming out on streaming services. It was like, what's the purpose of going to see this? Plus, it's a three-hour movie, so super long. We broke it into two settings, and I hate to tell you this because I know it's going to trigger everyone, and I know this is going to be what everyone comments on, and I don't. I really don't want that. I'd rather you save your comment for something else because I just I I didn't like the movie. I didn't like it. I like I love pretty much all the Batman movies. This one I did not like. 
it was just it just felt so long and like the story was just like i don't know i i loved batman returns probably my favorite batman i think it was the first one i saw as a kid i batman forever even though it's wacky and zany i like the riddler from that batman more than this like dark riddler i like jim carrey as batman i like him as robotnik i like him as as the riddler as well i like the dark knight series i dare i say even like batman and robin stay cool with mr freeze i liked all those movies and this one just was like so boring and there was like no story on anything other than just the Batman being a detective, which I, I, from what I understand after I got into a heated discussion about this in my discord, that's what a lot of hardcore Batman fans want. They want detective Batman. And then like Gordon, I won't spoil too much of this for you, but like Gordon is just like this, this dummy. that just is like, Batman, look at this picture. What does this mean? He says, and he's like, are you sure? Is that what it means? And it's just like, what's the purpose? Catwoman's in it. This Catwoman sucks compared to Michelle Pfeiffer, Catwoman in Batman Returns. Her suit's better. Her, there's actually a story about her. Like, everything is so much better in all of the other Batman movies that I've watched other than this one. That being said, I'm literally the only person that feels this way. All of the critics love the movie. All of the people that watch it love the movie. I just, I don't know what happened to me, but I just, I didn't enjoy it. And I wouldn't want to watch it again. I wouldn't want to invest the three hours into this. I, all I can say is like, it was just raining and boring and I I just I didn't I didn't appreciate it. So I'm out on the Batman in on Sonic 2. And maybe that's kind of where I'm coming from. Like I, I like dark movies just as much as the next guy, but Batman Forever was a fun movie. Sonic 2 is a fun movie. I wanna I wanna like enjoy. I wanna enjoy myself. I just don't want to be all depressed watching an emo Batman spray painting his plans of his investigative work onto the floor of his mansion with no shirt on. Like that's just not the Batman that I want. Not my Batman, but you probably feel differently. I don't want to hear about it. I, that's not what I want you to comment about. Save it. I, Cause I know like it's like the least common denominator and it's like the easiest thing to comment on. Greg, you didn't like the Batman. Here's why I love it. Just don't let's, let's, let's keep it bigger than that. Let's go on to the next day, which was Friday. Roxy is straight. <laughs> She's straight up just like snoring down here and it's distracting. I'm now Christian Bale. It's distracting. You want me to mess with your lights? Do you guys, have you ever heard of the Christian Bale out? Look it up. It's so funny. Christian Bale goes postal on this dude that's working on, uh, I think it, they're working on the Terminator Salvation movie. It's wild. The dude, like, And I can understand because I have this dog down here that's that's distracting me. Do you want me to, to I don't know. I got nothing. Anyways, uh, Friday was wonderful. It was a beautiful day, and we drove to Lancaster, the home of the Amish and home of many outlets. Cody likes to go shopping down there. Some of her favorite stores are there, as are mine, uh, just because you can get some deals. And around here, we literally have nothing. Our mall is super dead. You see that in the Sonic 2 movie. Like our mall, There's nothing in our mall. There's a, there's a Books a Million bookstore. That's the only thing that's left. Annie Ann's is still in there, though. There's like this little treasure inside our mall that I hope they find their way out and they move somewhere else because I would be devastated to lose my Annie Ann's. There is an Annie Ann's in, Lancaster, in the Lancaster outlets, which is nice. But we went there. Beautiful day outside. We had lunch at the Lancaster Brewing Company. It's either Lancaster or Lancaster. I've heard people say it differently. Lancaster, I think, is... It, there's no G in it. Lancaster has a G. Lancaster. Lancaster. Lancaster has no G. <laughs> but um, it was a nice day. We had lunch. We went shopping. Had a, made a nice day of it. Um, found some great scores. Found just some... Clark Mann got some scores. I got some scores. Cody got some scores. In fact, I got this sweatshirt I'm wearing right now. I thought this thing was was fancy. There's something on it, though. A little fuzzy on it. You guys probably been staring at that the whole time. It was a great day. Uh, it didn't end there, though. We went out for dinner at this place called JB's, JB Dawson's, I think. And I just had, like, what could be the most slam digenous ribs that I've ever had. I got ribs and a crab cake. It came in one meal, and I was like, wow, that's, like, the best of both worlds. These ribs were just, like, falling off the bone. Amazing. The barbecue sauce was slamming. I was so full, though, I couldn't eat my little side dish, which they made, like, these 
meaty baked beans. It's almost like chili. And I'm just like, man, this is delicious. But I was just so darn full. I also got something else with it too. Oh, mashed potatoes, I think. It was it was so good. It was such a good meal. We ate there one other time when our friends who live in Lancaster, they uh, they took us there and it was, it was good then and it was good this time. It's right in the mall, right beside where uh, Cody's favorite store is. Uh, speaking of the mall though, after that, we decided that we were going to go to the arcade that's in there. And I didn't really film the day at all because I was like, who, is anyone gonna watch us go shopping? And the answer is probably, yeah, a lot of people probably would, but shopping for clothes is a little different than checking out the toy aisle of Walmart or Target. It's not nearly as exciting for who I think the demographic is on this channel. So we ended up going after dinner, going to this arcade called Round One Arcade that's in there. And i that's where I shot a video, which I, is fantastic. We had so much fun in there. But the best part of the night, and I think probably the most memorable part of it is, when we were done playing in there, they ended up shutting the, the gate that goes to the, the rest of the mall. And it just so happened to be that we had parked on the other side of the mall because we had dinner over there and we walked through the mall to go to this place, right? And you would think that if this place is open, you would be able to go through the other exits from the mall to get there and whatnot. But no, no, the only exit you could go in or the entry that you could go in was to the outside. So think of it like an anchor store on one side and then we were parked on the other side of the mall. So when we left, we had to actually go outside and then like walk outside around the mall to get to our car. And it was, it was, it was great. I filmed a whole bunch of it. I haven't edited the video yet uh, as of the day of recording this, um, but it was, it was so funny because we had to like go around like this fence or running through the grass and we're just, we're just making a whole scene of it. There was these guys behind us. They were like right behind us. It was super sketch. And I'm just thinking like, what a incredible liability for this place to have a customer in there that, you know, they're, they're enjoying your services and they go to leave and they can't leave through the mall. So they have to like go outside and walk around the entire mall. In fact, there was a part of it where we had to walk in the road, like the literal like road that goes around the mall just to get to where we were going. It was, it was kind of nutty, but it was like one of those super memorable things. And I'm so glad that we had that experience because that's the kind of stuff that sticks with you. It's not always like the epic things and the wins that stay with you. It's sometimes the, the, the other things, the bad things that happen to you. That's like the stuff that's like, that's what sticks with you. And I, I love, I love setbacks. Like I think about the time that we got stuck in the rain in Philadelphia, the dinner, the day was great, but it was like us standing outside just with this torrential downpour and being in like this little shelter as cars are going by and the roads like flooding. That's what I remember. You remember sometimes like the bad stuff, not really bad, but you remember the the parts of the story, like any movie that you watch, a movie is not good if you just start the movie and it's just a, all good things happening and there's a happy ending. It's the conflict. That's what it is. It's the conflict that that sets you back, and that's what I love. So great day there. The next morning, or we stayed at a hotel that night. I found this new hotel that was recently remodeled and everyone was hyping up. Uh, it was the uh, Courtyard by Marriott. If you're looking to stay in Lancaster, if you want to go to the outlets, it's very close by. You can go to this outlet or you can go to this hotel. And the reason I stay, I picked that one is not only because of the reviews, but also because they have a pool. And I was convinced that we would have a lot of time to go swimming. As it turns out with the arcade and all the stuff and all the activities that we did that day, we had very little time to do that. In fact, we got back, Cody was pretty much pooched, but I was like, Clark, man, do you want to go swimming? And it's not even a question. Of course the man wants to go swimming. So we put our swimsuits on at like 8.30 at night, 9 o'clock at night. We went down to the pool, had a really fun swimming session. They had a hot tub there, which was like the hottest hot tub that I've ever been in in my life. Like I feel like my skin literally melted off and I loved every minute of it. There was also this other little dude down there by the name of Dominic whose family had been traveling um, I think from Rhode Island going to Kentucky, but stopping in Pennsylvania for a few days. And uh, he, he, we befriended him or he befriended us, I should say. He was a very outgoing little dude. And he, I think he was just excited to have somebody in there to play with in Clark, man, because there was no one else there at the time. And, uh, and I was, you know, I was hyping him up too. And like, you know, having these guys do like synchronized jumps and cannonballs and racing and stuff. And I think the parents probably appreciate it because they were just kind of like chilling on the side there on their phones. And I'm like, dude, I'm going to be, I'm like the dad that's like involved, you know? So we had a great time with him. We went back up took off our wet swimsuits and basically went to bed. Uh, the next day we got up and we went out for breakfast at a place called Gracie's with our friends and the food there slamming. It's like a breakfast place. 
and I got like this crazy, like it was, it was like, um, French toast with Canadian bacon on the inside and like some type of other sauce, but also eggs. And it was like sweet and salty and all of the things that I love in life. And the thing is like, it was so big. I couldn't even finish it. The portions there were insane. Like we took enough food with us that we ended up eating lunch on the way home off of the breakfast food that we had left over from breakfast. I was a little angry though because our friends paid for us and I really don't like it when people pay for me. Like I always try to be the guy, I like, I want to pay for you. Like I, I, I don't like the awkwardness that is like accepting charity from people, but they said that we paid for them last time and it was like making things right. So I was like, all right, fine. But when they were like, oh, well, you got to like, you really have to be on it with the check. You got to be like, oh, me, we'll take it. We got it. But I also had a smoothie that day too, which was banging. So uh, that was like the beginning of spring break. That was great. We came home Saturday afternoon in like, uh, it was a pretty rainy day. I feel like it, the weather had, had taken a turn for the worse. Uh, so we, we just kind of chilled the rest of Saturday, but Sunday was Easter and we had family over for that. Like we always do. If you've seen any of our Easter videos, it was basically that. In fact, I recorded an Easter video that might, might be out before this. I think it will be. You would have seen it probably unless we're time traveling here. One, my favorite thing about Easter though, was Landon, uh, played Fortnite with us. And I don't know if I mentioned this in last week's episode, but Clarkman has been really getting into the world of Fortnite. And I have too. I, it was a game that I've played in the past, never really got super into it because I've never really liked building and doing the crap where you're building up these giant towers. And like, I just never practiced with it. I never put enough time into it. And I was just a very casual player, but now they have a mode called zero build and it eliminates all that. It's just a matter of like staying alive and, and shooting other people and being the last person standing. And if you don't know what Fortnite is, God bless you. It's a, it's a game where there's a map, a, a plane flies over in a random direction. You and 99 other people or whatever, you all jump out, land somewhere, gather guns and goodies. And as you're shooting other people and stuff, there is a ever decreasing scale of the map. There's a circle that comes in around you. If you go into that circle or outside the, the, the good circle, you end up dying. So the circle shrinking and shrinking, kind of forcing you into a smaller and smaller location because if they didn't have that, essentially what would happen is everyone would just get, would just hide somewhere the entire time. So it's, it forces you to always be moving until you get down to the very end when there's this very small circle and you ideally versus one other person and then you kill them and you win the game. Which just so happened to be Clark's first game, he won. There's a highlight video on my gaming channel, Greg's Arcade. Go check it out. It's it's wild. Like it, you might have seen. Actually, I put a little clip in a video at the end of one of our videos recently. Fortnite's in the title of it. Uh, you could see Clark Man and our like reaction to this, like celebrating this win. It was it was incredible. But we played with Landon. Uh, we had a lot of fun. We ended up getting a win. We got a tank in the game. Someone stole it from us. There's all kinds of little highlight videos that I plan to make from it. But Clark and I have been playing a lot of Fortnite and enjoying the heck out of it playing together. So that's been that's been really fun for me. And like uh, definitely a avenue that I didn't see myself going down. Like when I did my gaming channel, I did not anticipate it being a Fortnite thing. But as you may have realized throughout history, my interests kind of follow Clark Mann's. If there's something that he's into, I'm into it as well because that is, I think, what a good dad does. If he wants to play monster trucks, I'm like, let's let's do monster trucks. If we're doing Thomas, we're doing video games, whatever it is, it's like, dude, I just want to be a part of it. I want to I want to engage with you. And I couldn't imagine being a dad because my dad was this dad that just never got involved. You know, if your kid's sitting there playing Fortnite, for example, how do you not how do you not? Like I'm just so darn tempted <laughs> by it. He draws me in. Like Minecraft is the same situation. How do you just not get involved with it? It boggles my mind. So I just, I do whatever he wants to do and we have a good time. And I'm just so thankful that I have this opportunity. The fact that we have time together, the fact that we share like similar interests and I, I, we can bond over these things. And my only hope is that through the future, this continues just the way it is. Because I know as kids get older, maybe it's not as cool hanging out with your dad and you got, you start having like your friends and those, that being your circle. I just want to have a relationship with Clark where we're always like best buds. And that's what I really hope for best buds, but also I want to be someone who guides him and disciplines him as well, because I want him to be a well-rounded person when he gets older and, and a, a good citizen. So 
that's what my hope is for the future. And I see it in some people that I watch, like um, some of you Lego people know Brixar, Jabbo, and his son. And I look at their relationship where they're like, you know, they're into the same things. And you can tell they, they really vibe together and they have like this chemistry, which I Clark and I certainly have. I just want that to be, I want it to be that way when he's a teenager. So I'm hoping for that. So uh, that was Easter, had a great time, ate some ham, ate a whole bunch of good food. You're seeing a lot of food trending here. Uh, food is life, let's just be honest. Uh, next day, Monday, was the, uh, we got a snowstorm in April. Like, what happened there? It was like five inches of snow, which was nice when it happened because we didn't have anywhere to go, nothing to do. Clark and I started building a giant Lego set that I got last year called Ninjago City Gardens, which was actually a gift Indirectly, it was a gift from my Patreon people and Brickitector people, members from my Lego channel. Uh, my mom passed away last May. Some of you, most of you probably know that. And I, I made a video where I was just like, yeah, I'm just going to take a little bit of time off. I'm going to take a little break here just to kind of, you know, think about my priorities and, you know, put time where I, I think it should be spent. Because it was almost like a reset time for me. And they sent me this lovely little card with like, a, hey man, you know, take your time and uh, like a really great video accompanying it, which was incredible. And they also gave me a gift card for Lego. And it was just like the sweetest thing of, for people that found our channel, got involved in our community, became a member or Patreon person and like became a part of this family to see them like come through and with that level of, of support and, and encouragement was, was awesome. Like it's, it's one of those things that I will never forget in my life. The power of, online relationships and what they can become and real friendships because that's what they are. And I think about that a lot. I ended up using the gift card that they gave me to buy Ninjago City Gardens. And it's been in the backlog for a bit now. It's like, this needs to get built. So Clark and I have been live streaming. We're going to live stream every part of that build. It's 5,600 pieces. And I'm just doing it in parts. We're building a couple bags at a time, working our way through it. And I'm doing it on my live streaming channel, Brickitech Live, where I just... It, the other I, one of the my first times I ever got into live streaming was when I built Ninjago City, which is the original Ninjago City set. There's also a dock set that's in between these, but it's like a series of sets. And I used to come down and I would build a bag of it every single night and hang out with people and chat. And it was one of my most treasured memories of live streaming. What really got me into it. So this is kind of like reliving that, and I love every bit of it. I think uh, one thing I'm realizing now as I discuss this is just how nostalgic I am. I really like memories of my past, like Sonic, for example, the, the memories of what, what all those nice people did for me, the memories of my childhood and wanting Clark to have an awesome childhood and being like almost like a, a kid at heart with him. Like, it's just like all, my entire being is all about trying to go back to that place when you're a kid where you had no worries and you just lived your greatest life. That's what I'm trying to do in, in my adulthood. And I encourage you, if you're watching this or listening to this, I encourage you to try to do the same because it's like, what what greater goal and what better thing can you do than to to try to be like a pure soul, which is what I I view kids as. Now it sounds kind of weird, doesn't it? I don't know. <laughs> it's just how I feel. I just I I, I had a, I think I had a pretty good childhood, regardless of whether my parents parents were involved or not. But I had a good childhood and. I just think back to those days and times how everything was just so easy and now everything just seems so hard, <laughs> but we're getting through it. We're doing all right. I, I have it better than, than most. So I, I have no, no right to complain about anything. Speaking of having it good, I want to talk to you guys about something that I came up with last week that I thought was a fun, well, like a fun topic that we could add to this. This isn't really about my day, but it's about uh, something you can do for somebody to make their day to make them feel good. I was driving one day from the grocery store and I saw this guy running along the side and all I did, and I, I think this actually works. It's the only time I was able to successfully do it. I gave this guy a thumb up, you know, like I just gave him a thumb up and I saw him smile as he was running. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to start doing this. I'm going to start thumbing up people as I see them around. Like they're, you know, you're walking, you're running, you're doing something like maybe you're working in your yard as I'm driving by, I'm just going to give you a thumb up. Cause it's like, I approve of this message, you know, and I, I think about like, uh, the things you can do in your vehicle to, 
to other people. Like you give them the finger, you know, you're upset, you give them the finger. I think a more effective strategy is to like give them like the the disappointed look, like the shake your head look at them and maybe like just give them like the, the finger wag, like point at them like, no. Because when you give someone the finger, the middle finger that is, it's one of those things where it gets them angry. They get like upset, like, well, how dare you do that to me? Whereas if you show disappointment in someone, that cuts deep. That hurts way worse than giving someone the middle finger. It's like, oh man, that guy's disappointed in me for cutting him off. I should not have done that. I'm such a jerk. But uh, that, that's my that's my strategy on you know disciplining people out there when you're driving. But if you want to make someone's day, give them the thumb up. Just give them a thumb up. Think about yourself. Say you're you're going for a run and you're really struggling to make it up this hill, and you this car's driving at you, and you look and make contact with the driver, and you see him with a thumb up. You're like, dude, I got this. I got this hill. So my new thing is giving people thumbs ups. You can do that in videos too on YouTube. Maybe you know it's it's a thing. You can you can. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm joking. Oh boy. Uh, but yeah, the thumb up is is my new thing. It'll be like the new Jeep life when we're in cars. You know, we yell Jeep life, we'll get the thumbs up. Speaking of that, the other night, and this is I am way off of my my thing here. It doesn't even matter at this point. I'm glad that you're here. This is gonna be a long episode. We haven't even gotten into listener feedback yet. We will. I started reminiscing about my old Jeep, the red Jeep Wrangler that I got. Uh, I wish I would have made more videos of that, more content. It just never really f- was a practical vehicle. I, when I bought this, I instantly took the doors and the hard, the hard roof off of it, and. I realized very quickly with having Roxy Bear and Clark Man, it wasn't super practical as a family vehicle, especially a two-door, especially having the roof off, and especially the fact that it was only like three months in Pennsylvania where it would actually be comfortable to, to drive that way. But then when we moved here, we have a two-car garage. That thing was sitting in our driveway, and I was just like, I'm not really getting any use out of this. I'm paying insurance on it. So I ended up selling my Jeep for just under what I bought it for. It, really, it was kind of a wash, but I was happy to, to have it gone because it was just it was just another thing. But I was thinking the other night before I went to sleep, you know, you sometimes lay in bed and you start thinking about things. I was thinking about how awesome that was and that, that experience of having the Jeep with no doors and no top and how how fun it was to drive that because it's it ha- it's a powerful vehicle with not a lot of weight and it was just a it was just a great experience. And I was thinking like maybe I should trade in my Subaru for a Jeep. But then I'm like, you know, it's going to have the same issue again. And like my vehicle needs to be the one that we take traveling with us and we go places. And I don't know if I want a Jeep Wrangler to be that vehicle. You know what I mean? I need to get, I need to become a minivan dad. Basically. I talked about this in a live stream recently, like with all the traveling that we do and are planning to do, having a minivan would actually be really nice. I just don't want to be that guy that has a minivan. That's the only thing I want to be able to like take the seats out. I want to be able to go camping in the back of it. I want to be able to do all this stuff. But I don't want to be seen driving a minivan. But why? why? Who even cares? Who like who's judging me? You are probably. But it would be a, it would be good to have that space. I could get a, like I, ideally I'd get like a an SUV. But the problem is they don't fit in our garage. Our garage can fit like a, a mid sized truck like Cody's truck, but not like a full size suburban or whatever like that. Like an F one fifty excursion. It's not going to fit those things minivan it would fit perfectly like i've been looking at i not seriously but i was looking at like the honda odysseys and i was like oh that could be kind of nice and then uh i was looking at toyota siennas but it turns out that their seats don't come out which is a deal breaker for me because if we go camping i want to be able to camp in the back of that but then i saw that chrysler makes the chrysler pacifica and it's actually a plug-in hybrid and this fascinated me i'm sure i'll never be able to find one of these i haven't like looked to see if i could buy one or not but it fascinated me that you can plug this in and in like I think it's like overnight if you're just using a regular outlet. It'll charge up enough that you can drive I think 40 miles under full electric power. So it's like a Tesla essentially, but only for like 40 miles. After that if you if you deplete that battery, it becomes just like a regular vehicle where you're driving using gas. And I was like this is really interesting because I could charge that up and for like 95% of my driving I don't typically drive like 30 or 40 miles in one clip. You know, you could drive 20 miles out, 20 miles back under all electric, which I think would cost about a dollar to drive that versus probably like $5 in gas or maybe $8 in gas. But if you go on a, like a family trip where you're driving to North Carolina, for example, you don't have to stop and charge all the time. 
like you would with a Tesla. You have that gas engine in there that's just ready to ready to do its thing. And I was reading reviews and watching videos on it, and some people are like, you know, I've owned this vehicle for like two months, and I've put one tank of gas in it. I'm just like, wow, this is kind of crazy. Plus, there is a federal tax subsidy for it, where if you buy this vehicle, they, I think it's $7,500 tax write-off. And I'm like, this just became like the cheapest vehicle you could you could buy in this class. So like, I'm intrigued. I would never anticipate myself driving like a, a Dodge Grand Caravan or Chrysler Pacifica or Town & Country, which is essentially what this is. But the plug-in hybrid option is really appealing to me. The fact that I could like go get Clark Man at school every single day and never have to put gas in it would be really cool. And then if we want to take a family trip, it's got the space, it's got the storage, it's got the seats that you can fold down in the back, you can take the other seats out. It seems like a win. If you just give up on that ego of being like, dude, I'm a minivan driver. But, you know, like the the likelihood of actually finding one of these, probably next to zero, just like any other new vehicles. Like I was looking, I'm still in the market. And I looked at several of the dealerships around us, like the one GM Chevy dealer, they literally have like 20 new cars for sale. It's a massive dealership. So I almost have to buy used and I'm okay with that. Like a couple years old wouldn't hurt me, but you know, I, I prefer to get a new vehicle. That way you know everything about it. And, uh, it's, it's just not in the cards with the, with, with all the stuff with COVID and how it's gone down the last few years. Uh, also houses too. You know, I'm in the market for, for buying another house. Always it have been. I'm looking for that place where I could get like a little farm going, looking for like maybe an old farmhouse or even some land where we could build or fix up a place and then have some acreage where we can do our thing. I could have my, my ducks and my chickens and my pot belly pig and my goats and anything else that I want to add to the, to the family out there. I feel like that's like the next chapter of my YouTube life. Once like Clark gets older, I'm going to become like farmer Greg. That's what I want to do. But it's hard to find stuff. There's hardly anything for sale right now. Everybody, I think, is just like on a holding pattern right now. Everyone's just like, okay, let's just let's just chill for a minute and um, let's see what happens. So it sucks that we're kind of in that spot when you want to make moves, but you got to roll with the punches, and that's what we're doing. So I'm just you know stacking up, stacking things up, getting my my chickens and ducks in order, and someday we'll we'll pull the trigger on on this hopefully, and I'll uh, I'll be a minivan driving farmer Greg with my ducks. That's that's my future. That's my life. Speaking of my life, I have some questions here from you guys and some listener feedback from last week, which uh, I'm excited to get into. This first one here, this is actually from the episode before last. Actually, it, it, it came out as a comment after I recorded it. This is from uh, David from Kimberly, British Columbia. He says, hi, Greg. David Weissvis. I only can say that because he wrote it out for me is how you pronounce it. Long-time follower, first-time commenter. Yeah, and also stay-at-home dad, part-time stonemason, and love raising my son. I like that. Me, you are very same, but you're doing something way cooler than YouTube videos. You're a stonemason. That sounds epic. Says, I typically listen on Apple Podcasts, but I can't comment there, so I wanted to let you know that I love everything you do. This isn't about hyping me up, though. There's, there's more to this comment. I'm just reading it in its entirety because it deserves to be that. I now have heard all of your podcast episodes. Can't wait for more of them. Your podcasts are my therapy, and I'm grateful for you making them. Same for me. <laughs> See, we're, we're the same. We're the same. He says, my three-and-a-half-year-old boy loves watching every video that Clark Man is on. At Christmas, he got his first Lego set, and I have now opened up all my old Lego sets and started letting him play with him. At what age did Clark actually start to build Lego? That's a good question. He was. We've been doing this since before he was three. And I think at the beginning, he was kind of just messing around with like tires and minifigs and stuff. But I'd say around like three or four, they really start kind of getting it together. And you'll see tons of progress in that time frame. Like just a little while ago, I was like blown away that Clark Man built a Lego Creator set. And now he builds 18 plus sets and he's seven at this point. Like it's, it's crazy how quickly it goes, especially with practice. And it sounds like your son's going to have that. He says, uh, also wanted to say we bought an 09 Jeep Wrangler. Oh, I'm jealous. And I've been saying Jeep life every time we see another Jeep. Another thing is uh, we've done is been saying that I got from you was back in my day. Oh, your son's saying back in my day. Do I say back in my day? I'm an old man. I probably would say that. Also, question, we're almost out of debt, but our house is getting too small. Is it okay to go into debt to build a house? If I do build, 
can I rent out my old house? But building right now is expensive. Not sure what to do. Have a great day and keep up the great work. Can't wait to hear all about your adventures this year. Ooh, good question on the debt. Listen, I am not a fan of debt in any way, especially consumer debt, like credit card debt, automobile loans, stuff like that. If you can avoid that, like the plague, do it. Buying a home, though, is a little bit different. And I would say, like, if you're in a home right now and it's a little small, if that's the only issue, I don't know how crazy I would get to to get out of that situation. Because right now, like I just got done saying, finding homes is difficult and the prices are insane right now. Like thing, it's not a great time. I would try to hold off as long as you can right now and stack up some money in the meantime. That way you're, you're not going so far in. But if you are, if you were, if you told me that you're living in an apartment, maybe you are. No, you're not. Cause you mentioned about renting your house out. If you, you're like living with your parents, you're living in a, a really bad location or you live in an apartment, whatever that situation is, I would try to buy my own house and I would go into debt for a house. But that being said, once I bought that house, my number one goal would be to be paying that mortgage off. Because if you look at your statement and you may not want to do this cause you're going to cry yourself to sleep tonight, but look at your mortgage statement, look how much money that you're paying of that mortgage payment that's going towards principal, which is essentially paying back the loan. And then look at how much is going towards interest. It is brutal. And it's especially bad when you have private mortgage insurance, which banks put on there if you're over 80% LTV, which means that you own more. Like if you had a $100,000 house and you owed 90,000 on it, you would have the mortgage insurance on there until it gets down to 80, which you can request to have it removed at that point. It automatically gets removed at 78%. That's like throwing money away. Essentially what that is, is you are buying a a force. They force you to buy an insurance policy for them that if you default on your property or your, your mortgage payment, that they aren't going to get left out in the cold. It's the wildest thing. It's like, what if I forced you to pay for insurance for my car in case I crash my car? That way I don't lose any money. Like it just doesn't make any sense. My thoughts on private mortgage insurance or PMI as it's known is if you don't feel like I'm worthy of getting a loan, don't give me a loan. Easy as that. If you think I'm not going to pay you back, don't give me a loan. If you think I'm a risky person for to give a loan, give me a proper interest rate that reflects that because then I'll promptly tell you to have a great day. But yeah, you could rent your house out. If you could swing it and you sound like a handyman being that you're a stonemason, you could keep that house and rent it out and have a little bit of income coming in because you could probably rent it out for more than you have right now. And that would make the transition to a new home easy and nice. And you could always sell it someday. I considered renting out our old house, but I just didn't want the trouble with it. I would, I just wanted to like not have that and then put the equity towards this house. That just made so much more sense to me. But if you're if you're a guy that can fix things and you maybe you live in the same town or if you can keep your eyes on the house, if you know somebody that could rent it that would be a good tenant that maybe is in your family or a friend or somebody that you can trust, I would do the rental thing. That's that's good money and it's a nice little investment, especially if you're if you're a stay at home dad. That's it could be a nice source of income. It just really depends on who you get because if you get if you get a bad tenant. Your life's going to suck. People don't pay you. It's hard to kick people out. They could destroy the house. They could do anything to that place. And then you're on the hook for it. And all you have is their little measly security deposit after they freaking set the place on fire or whatever. I don't know. I I wouldn't want to get into that life. I'd rather invest in like the stock market with that money and take like a look, maybe like get some dividend stocks to have it spitting out every month than having to deal with all that stuff. But uh, those are my answers, I guess. Hopefully I, I answer that well. I do appreciate you watching, David. Um, and coming all the way over from Apple podcasts to leave a comment, even though I got back to you, like friggin' two or three weeks after you left a message and you're probably super angry right now. I hope that's not the case, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's where I stand on any other questions. I'm happy to answer. If you guys need any advice, I'm happy to give you some, it's, if I've made a mistake in my life, that's the advice I like to give. Other than that, it's like, you know, you got to make decisions for yourself in some cases, and I don't want to lead you down the wrong path. But if I've messed something up, I can certainly tell you to not do that. Or if something has worked for me, I can tell you that worked for me. Maybe you could do that. The next comment we have is from Jesse, big time supporter. He says, thanks for the awesome episode. I feel like you called this comment out of me, but I had to support your thousand day journey. I turned 40 this month and been thinking a lot about time, how it passes and how to make the best of it. That's exactly where I'm at. I personally tend to focus a lot of my energies on others and my relationships. It leaves me little time for me 
and uh, bettering myself. Hearing about your thousand day journey is something that really hit home. And I started to ask others about the possibilities of what you could do with the gift of a thousand days. What would you focus on? What could you learn and how could you improve? The whole concept for me was kind of mind-blowing, and the sheer scope of it is incredible. Thank you for being genuine and sharing yourself so candidly, and thanks for using your platform the way you do. I can't wait to see where we all are in a thousand days. I agree. I wanted to talk about this. There was never really a good spot to add this this thought that I had, but I think this would probably be an appropriate one. Um, I found this girl on TikTok that was dying of cancer which is just a terrible thing. I think she has colon cancer, had colon cancer. She actually passed away. But every day I would see her video and she'd make a video every day, like trying to live her life the best that she can. And just little things like getting things from people in the mail, uh, having a day where she got her nails done, having a day where she got to go outside. They were all big things for her. She didn't have a thousand days and she knew she didn't have a thousand days left, but she was making the most of what she had and she was appreciative of it. And watching those videos, as, as sad as they are to watch, and knowing that this person's life is coming to an end, makes me appreciate my life so much more. Like, how can you complain about anything when you see someone in a position like that? Okay, you had you had a bad day today. You know, you didn't get the promotion you wanted at your job. You burnt dinner. You were late for work. You're, uh, you got a stain on your shirt. Who cares? None of that is important. You have so much left. Whether it's a thousand days, 10,000 days, or even 500 days or just 10 days, like what can you do with that? And what can you do to be appreciative like this person that very much sees their end coming? I hope my end isn't coming, but I do want to live these thousand days like it is. And I'm trying to take advantage of all those days. And I was thinking about that very much on Friday when we did all that stuff in Lancaster and we went swimming at like the last minute. I'm like, we fully embrace this day. I want more of this. I don't want idle time. I don't want to waste my life. I want to use these days the way that I can and the best that I can. And that's really what I'm focusing on. And it's it's important to keep thinking like that. Set yourself like a little milestone. I don't know how old or young you are, but set like a day in the future. It's like, okay, this is my this is my end date. What can I do or where can I go in between now and then? A thousand days seems like a long time, but it's really not. Especially if you're if you turn in 40 this month, you probably remember 37 being not very long ago. And that's kind of where I'm at. So I'm I'm gonna keep doing my best and um, bringing you guys along with me on that on that journey, hopefully. Next comment is from John, um, say his last name, because he says, uh, you couldn't prevent, you can't pronounce my French last name. I thought I'd help you say it. Easy as I can think of for future reference. John De Rosier. De Rosier. De Rosier. John DeRosier, hope I've got this right. He says, hey, Greg, been a while since I commented on or listened to your podcast. What? Where have you been, John? I just want to say it's great to be back. You might not remember me, but I used to be a frequent commenter on your videos, but in the last year and a half, I've been really busy. However, the last few episodes helped me realize just how accomplished these last two years have been for me and looking back on your videos for you too. On the other hand, I really hope you take on piano. This is a comment. uh, This is going to be a trend. You'll see this. I hope you take on piano for a little under five years. I've been playing and now can learn so many more instruments. It's a great starter into music and teaches you all the basics other than being a beautiful sounding instrument. Best of luck in your next thousand days. So I mentioned in the last episode that I I have this thousand days. Obviously, that was the big thing where we were talking about that. But I was like, what can I learn? What can I do? And uh, there's a recommendation for me to learn an instrument. And I mentioned that I've been getting into watching piano covers of songs. And I was like, you know, I have this opportunity with having hands and ears and eyes and an app called Simply Piano that if I were to go get an electronic keyboard, I could sit down and I could learn this step by step. Clark could do this along with me. Cody's on board too. Like this could be a great family thing. I love the sound that the, the, or the music that the house would be filled with and videos that I watch where people are playing piano in the background. I just love it. And I was like, this would be a great thing for us to, to like learn and have that capacity to know music. And I watched all these videos of these little kids learning simply piano at like five years old and how amazing they get after like six to nine months of it. And I'm just like, dude, that would be so cool to, to like do that. And then I could make live streams and share what I've been learning. And I had no idea that as many people that commented on this, this last episode would be interested in seeing that and maybe encouraged by it as well. Uh, Builder Buds also said, he says, oh my gosh, I so hope that you go through the piano playing adventure. It would be epic to watch a content creator craft a story of learning an instrument at 37. I would definitely tune in. Maybe it could be a thing. And like this piano, 
Uh, we had some recommendations on how to find a used piano or to maybe get lessons. Uh, but I think what I'm going to do is I'm just going to get on Amazon and I'm going to get like a, a, a weighted electric keyboard that I can put into our front room. And if I am committed to this and if we do well at it, we may go all in on like an actual like upright piano that would be like an actual piano. But I want to like make sure we're good at it. There is one little thing that's like holding me back. And the, that thing is just like how much time should I or could I invest in this? Obviously, I can invest like all of my time in it. But does it distract me from what my real goals are? Like obviously, I want to be a vlogger, which, you know, that's it falls into that. But I want to be a YouTube or I want to be a Lego YouTuber where I make Lego content. And it's like, man, the time I spend on piano, I could be making Lego videos. But maybe you can find time for all those things. And I, I just, I think it could be really good for Clark Man too. I would have about $500 invested in it in the piano that I'm looking at, which is an 88 key weighted piano made by Yamaha. I think it's a P71 is the one on Amazon. Something like that. Don't quote me on it. Um, and then it's, the Simply Piano is about $120 for a year, I believe. So we wouldn't be that far into this. Obviously, if the IRS is watching this, that would be a business expense as I am doing this solely for the purpose of entertaining you guys with amazing piano songs. But um, I think I need to do it. I think it needs to happen. And um, yeah, Nick also says, Nick the Lego Brick says, uh, thanks for my comment. I would definitely be cool to see you play piano in your vlogs and see how you progress and grow your skills. I think it could be a thing. I think it could be a, a great thing that Clark and I and Mrs architect Cody could uh, could really embark on and see where it goes. I'm like, I've never been more like encouraged than than right now to do something like that. I've never played a piano before. I've never like w with a song, like I've obviously touched keys. I've never played an instrument before. This could be a great starter thing. And I think we need to do it. I think this week I'm going to order it. In fact, today, today I'm going to order it. Why do, why do tomorrow what you can do today? I only have a thousand days. We're, we're already ticking down on those. I need to get this done. Uh, Jareth says, uh, oh, this is an interesting one. He says, uh, regarding the editing videoception, this is a comment um, related to me oftentimes showing what I'm doing in the videos and oftentimes that's editing. He says, I think this is why a lot of vlog-based YouTubers, especially the super big channels, end up hiring someone to edit the videos because of the things that you could spend time on instead. To be honest, though, considering your super personal style of vlogging in this channel, I don't think that would ever work. I don't know. Just thinking out loud. Cheers from Melbourne, Australia. Oh, I'd love to be there. Yeah, I, I've had people recommend getting editors before or having an editor do my videos. That way I can focus my time on doing what I do, which is like recording the videos or like producing the content. But I look at editing as almost a bigger part of the video making process than filming it. I film a whole bunch of stuff. I cut tons of that out. Like I look at video editing as very much like sculpting. I have this giant block and I'm trying to whittle that block down into something that is fun to watch. And uh, a, like there's a story, there's something to go along with. The cuts have to be right on. You can't have anything too long or too short. It just needs to feel right. And over 10 years of doing this, I think I've gotten pretty good at that. Uh, but I think if I were just to throw my, my block at an editor, I don't think they would know what to do with it. I would either, I'd have to get really like precise about what I record and be like, just keep everything that I have. I just need it to flow. Or I would just have to get somebody that's really in tune with how we make our videos. But I just, I don't think I'd like that. I feel like that is the, the art. That's the craft. That's, that's the process. Recording it is just one, it when I'm recording, I'm recording things just so I can edit them. Like, I'm like, oh, that's going to be a great shot when I edit it. Like, that's going to work. And the editing is, is like, it's life to me. I love it. It's that one thing that I do. It's time-consuming as it is, but I can sit down and edit and not look at the clock for two and a half hours and be like, wow, that was crazy. And that's supposed to be the thing in your life. Like, that's your zone of genius, as it's called, or zone of excellence in some cases. But that's, like, the thing that you should focus your time on, that thing that where everything just evaporates away. In my childhood, that was Lego. I could sit down for hours and do that, and I'm like – Again, as an adult trying to rekindle that and make that a part of my life here, I just love it. I love editing. I just wish it didn't take so much time because every for every awesome day that you have and 30-minute video that you put out or whatever, that's a couple hours of you sitting down another day to to pay the piper and to actually turn that into something. But I, it's a, also a testament to why I love live streaming because for me, I actually feel more comfortable live streaming. 
it's very much like this where I'm just kind of, you know, off the cuff, just having a conversation with people. It's a little different because there's actually someone on the other end in real time. And when it's done, it's done. You don't have to worry about it. I, I get more nervous and like precise when it comes to making videos because I know I have the option and the ability to do it again or, you know, to reshoot that, retake that, try it a different way. That to me is way harder than just letting it go. And I feel like this, I feel like when I'm streaming or this, for example, I just feel like I'm in my element as disorganized as this may seem as this episode was a very conversational one. I, you should see my, my outline. It's just, it's just like a couple lines, but here we are. We're now like basically an hour deep into this and I, I loved it. So hopefully you did too made up for the last week and not having an episode out, but I promise you we'll, we'll get it back on track. Uh, the next several weeks there's, you know, it's just normal life and then summer hits. So we're gonna have some traveling, but I'll try to get the podcast in there as well. We could take the show on the road. As long as I can upload an hour long video from somewhere, we can do it. But I really do love this. I do appreciate all of you guys. Uh, anyone's comment that I didn't respond to in this, those were kind of the, the main topics hitting that one from John or from David from last time that, that I, that I didn't get a chance to get to. And then a lot of the piano stuff and uh, also the editing thing. I just kind of went on, hit on that. Lots of people just saying that they really love the videos and um, you know, just what people are doing in their life. And I, I appreciate that. I appreciate you guys coming along with me on my journey in life because it, it has been very much that <laughs> and it continues and it will continue for the next 900 and so many days and hopefully beyond that. I mean, Lord willing. And I, I just, I look forward to all the things that we do. And I think all the time about where do I want to go and what do I want to be? And I think that's what we're all trying to figure out. So make little steps. And I, I try to end all my episodes on this because some, this might be the last time you, you hear from me for a week. If you're just a podcast person, make some steps this week to get towards where you want to go, wherever that is. You don't have to get the whole way there. Just a little step. If you want to learn piano, all you have to do is just go on Amazon and buy it. And, uh, when it gets here, actually put the time in, which that's the hard part, putting the time in, but we'll do it. And, uh, we'll be there along with you together while we do it together, together. Anyways, guys, thank you so much for, for tuning in. I hope you have a glorious week and I'll see you all in the next Greg's world podcast.